Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Cousins, and I've literally, Fiona, it was been what? 20 minutes? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 20 minutes since we last spoke. We just finished the first episode of the well, the first review of the first episode of uh, the new season of NWA Power. But I'm delighted to say that we've now got a guest joining us from the NWA, and he is the voice of the NWA in many ways. You hear him on your through your computer if you watch it via, like I do on YouTube, or if you only you hook it up to your telly, I think normally, don't you? Uh-huh. On it, But it is the wonderful Joe Gardy. Joe, welcome to the show. <clears throat> I appreciate that. I'm going to go ahead and just tag in my inner Danny deals and even put over that. I've got tons of merchandise for sale. Nice. Bro. He'll be so <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> Click on the shop button. There you go. Do that. And you actually, Fee, you were saying on the last show, you want a Kenzie Page doll. Yeah, yeah, Danny. Oh, one of those They're so cute. They're lovely. I just got my wife the new shirt. She loves it. The Barbie style one. Real cute. Good yeah. stuff. That's brilliant. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Um, we were talking, me and Fiona were talking just before we, we started the power one about how how NWA just seemed to be going from strength to strength to strength. We thought last season of power was probably one of the best seasons that I, I've certainly been in. Fiona's watched it longer than me. I'll be honest. I've only watched a couple of seasons. I saw Fiona's tweets kept going out about, you know, she used to tweet with a cup of tea and a cake and, and power was on in the background. And, but for you, because you've obviously been to see the majority of this growth. Is it for you now? Does it feel like it? And I'm not saying it wasn't big time, but does it now feel like it really is big time for NWA? <clears throat> Well, we've put an enormous amount of investment into the production of the show versus what you would have seen, you know, especially what we had to do during the pandemic. Everybody struggled during the pandemic mm. and and it took us probably a little bit longer to get out of that situation. And I think a, a lot of that has to do with the fact that we're not owned by a couple of billionaires, you know, <laughs> so it, you have to understand it's, you know, we're a smaller business when it comes to that respect. So it took us a little while to be able to use the resources we have to get to where we are. And to add that level of production that I think a lot of people expect to see in the sport of professional wrestling these days. But now we're there and like the new show, the the, the intros that people have coming to the ring, you know, um, uh, the, the setup that we have, our new jib camera that kind of swings back and forth and gets some really interesting shots that we didn't have in the past. So we've made a lot of investment into that. And I think that that's been really beneficial for us as far as just giving us a look that's sort of comparable or at least on par with what people would see with TNA or MLW or New Japan or even AEW and WWE. So I think that that's really been great for us. But on top of that, uh, we have a wealth of talent out there that I think uh, our locker room, both men and women and non-binary, uh, is just absolutely incredible. Uh, I just finished doing the English commentary for Max the Impaler defending the NWA Television Championship in Finland. Wow. Uh, they gave us footage, uh, and they gave it to us a clean cut with uh, just the sound of the crowd, so they didn't have any Finnish commentators over it. So I just finished recording that, so we'll be uploading that to our YouTube page probably about the same time this comes out. So we'll have a really interesting match that you can see from Helsinki, Finland. 
Uh, and that kind of that also shows us how international we've really gone. Think of all of the things that we've been able to do this year. We've been to Mexico City. We've been to 10 different cities in Australia. We went to four different stops on the Smashing Pumpkins tour. We're traveling all over the place. And we've got some big plans coming up, you know, in 2024 and 2025 as well. So it's just kind of executing those and, uh, you know, continuing that growth that we have on this constant trajectory of things that are going. That's not to say we won't run into stumbling blocks. We always do to, you know, even going back, you know, that domestic tour that we did with the pumpkins. Originally, the plan was to be on like 20 of them, mm-hmm. of the 26 stops there. Uh, but then we just found out that like it physically was not possible at a lot of these locations just because they didn't have the space for us to put a wrestling ring. So it kind of took down a, like a process of elimination of us going and calling each one of these different venues that were there and seeing, hey, can we do this? What would you be the problems with us doing it? Oh, I guess we can't do it there. Well, it doesn't make sense to just do one on the West Coast and the rest over in the South. So let's figure that out. So we kind of had to balance that out too. So, but our ambitions are always very, very high. And I think we we strive and we meet it most of the time. And if you shoot for the stars and you hit the moon, you're still gone up pretty high, you know? Exactly that. Make sure we come out to the UK as well. We'd love. That. I know pumpkins are here next year. I would love that. <laughs> I, I would. I would love it too. Uh, so far, uh, the wrestling component is not on the cards with that yet, and believe me, that can always change at the drop of a hat. Uh, but I will tell you, you know, the new territory system that we've implemented, or I should say, the return to the territory system that's yes. implemented right now. We've gotten so much interest, not only from all these independent companies in the United States, but all over the world. And I'm talking as far away as places like the UK, uh, Italy, the Middle East. Um, We had a few in like New Zealand. So a lot of places out there that are really interested in also being a part of that territory system. And so as soon as we we start going through these and, you know, we're going to be making some announcements shortly, but I would love for us to have an international footprint in all these different places and for us to be able to bring back sort of those championships that they had, you know, a European champion or a United Kingdom champion. And that person could basically continue and represent the NWA in those countries. And then also occasionally come out for our big shows, like our anniversary shows or the Crockett cup or Salwin, which I believe at this point, you know, we've, we've kind of made a decision that that's probably going to be a yearly occurrence in Cleveland. So that was that so was fun. Cool. It was very fun. And uh, a lot of people liked it. And so we, we kind of uh, decided, Hey, we've got, a, you know, we've kind of focused on our tent pole, shows kind of based on what we had in the history of professional wrestling like the crockett cup there's a lot of history with that so let's keep doing that and anniversary show is always important and you need to have that too but if we do Salwin as a yearly thing out of cleveland i mean that's kind of the first thing we have of the lightning one era that would be you know this traditional yearly event that we'd have in a, a specific place so it's really exciting to be able to be at this point where we're you know getting things on the calendar and hoping to make some announcements soon and let people buy tickets and get ready to buy pay-per-views and watch us on TV, watch us on the internet. And it, it, things are going really well. That's great. I tell you, I did love that. Uh, the, uh, the venue for Salwin. Man, I tell you that place was rocking. It also is just enormous. I don't think you understand how big of a building it actually was. The, the Masons built it back in the twenties. We were in the largest theater of temple live, but if you saw any of the Exodus pro stuff, from when EC3 was announced as the first Lightning One territory, that was another theater in that wow. same building. Wow. And there's okay. four more of them in that building. Okay. And some of them are in just states of disrepair. They're basically giant storage lockers for stuff, but they're working and doing a whole bunch of re- revitalization with that building. 
it was a huge complex that apparently it only took two years to build in the 1920s. And the guy who gave us the tour and was running it told us such interesting facts about it that how the Masons built all these secret rooms for them to have secret meetings and go and do their little rituals. But also like then if you went to the show and I don't know if anybody, we didn't really take any pictures of it because it was mostly on the outside, but the hallways are all marble. Like there's marble everywhere. And the guy was like, in today's money, if you just took all the marble out of that building, it'd be worth $2 billion in just the marble that's inside. So it's really an insane place for us to go. And uh, it looked really cool. Uh, you know, if if there's anything that we learned from it, I think we need to add a little bit more uh, lighting on the sides to kind of get mm-hmm. a little bit, more, especially if we're going to have guys going out and Colby Carino and Joe Alonzo going into the damn dance, <laughs> to wrestle. If we're going to do all that, we need to, you know, up the lighting budget a little bit. But that's a, a learning thing that you get when you go to a place for a first time. And now it's something that we'll probably be able to do very short, very soon, or at least announce that we're going to be going back there because I, I think that that's pretty much locked off. Yeah, that venue was fantastic. I loved that. I did love Sawin as well. We just touched upon that. That was such a great pay-per-view uh, to watch over here. We reviewed it on Sunday, didn't we? On the Sunday, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. just so much going on, so much new stuff. Um, it was, it was just really fun. It was a mix of really good wrestling matches and a lot. Of, obviously, there was a lot of gimmick stuff going on, but that was it just was, really It was outside of well. what we normally do. You're right. It was outside yeah. of what we normally do. But I think it's nice to do that every once in a while. You can Absolutely. go ahead and step outside. Uh, you know, uh, and, and other companies do the same thing. You know, if you take a look at WWE, they have extreme rules. They have TLC. Yeah. They have these sort of tentpole events that are just different in their own little way. Hell in a Cell, for instance. You mm-hmm. know, so it's it's nice for us to be able to have something that's like, this is where we can let the kids play with their toys, you know. <laughs> I love the riddle box. The riddle box match, <laughs> man, that was crazy. We never... You didn't know what was coming out of those things. Rubber chickens, <laughs> balloons, pies, thumbtacks, and the popcorn. Yeah, it was that was nasty. Up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was brilliant. I love that. When we looked at, we we love the, I mean, we love the, all the talent on the NWA, but the women especially. And we've said this, and we, we spoke to Chris Silvio uh, just before. Love so. the women's division. Yeah. We, we said that, you know, if you look, if you take the for instance WWEs and all that, there's really only two companies that we see on a regular basis that a present the women with with feuds that matter, with the time that they need, and they just put them together. And it was just it was obviously Impact Wrestling and NWA that were just out. They do it all the time. If you look at the WWE and AW, it's kind of dips and it goes, and they, sometimes even like three minute matches. But the NWA really take that women's wrestling seriously. And I love that, Joe. And, and I think that going forward, you look at Kenzie Page, you saw a bit more of a ruthless side to her this week on power when she was taken on. Because it looked like she was going a bit, you know, with, with Taylor, it was like, oh, there was a little bit there where Taylor was getting the upper hand. So she had to be a bit more meaner. But the women in general, Joe, on, on NWA are so much, look like they're the forefront of the brand in a little bit. <clears throat> you know, that's interesting that you put it that way. And if you think back to the, previous champion being Camille being yes. a champion for 813 days yeah. you know we talk a lot about about the NWA and the face of the NWA was really the NWA world's heavyweight champion mm-hmm. but an argument could definitely be made that Camille was the face of the NWA for three years basically so and now having this spotlight there where you have Kenzie Page and you have the rest of Pretty Empowered with the world tag team titles. You've got Max the Impaler, who's this non-binary representative of it as well, but mostly wrestling in the women's division because the championship that Max has is still the women's TV title. 
you yeah. know, it's so impressive. And I think a lot of that has to go with not only the fact that, you know, we've been very selective of the females that come in to the National Wrestling Alliance, and you're going to see some new faces in this coming season of power. We'll be making announcements um, as we record this probably very shortly. Uh, so as you watch this, there's probably stuff that's already been out. And, you know, it's new additions, not only in the singles division, but also in the tag team division as well. And they're very, very exceptional athletes that I think a lot of people are going to be drawn to. So it's nice to see that not only do we have a solid women's division now, but it's continuing to grow and continuing to evolve and to be that cornerstone of what, you know, we believe in the National Wrestling Alliance and what it really should be. And it's it's exciting. It's just honestly, it's just really just exciting to be in that position. Um, yeah. And I just love and and, and Kenzie Page, I, I she seems un, unstoppable at this point. Um, but a lot of people are going to try and it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see all the women that want to step up and do that. Uh, the next big challenger for Kenzie Page is Samantha Starr. Yeah. And Samantha Starr has really gone through a whole transformation phase right now. Uh, there's a real different attitude with Samantha Starr. And we're going to see that at Return to Robarts uh, later on this month on November 18th in Sarasota. And so that's one of the, the key matches that we're going to see. I mean, we already have two marquee matchups with EC3 defending the World's Heavyweight Championship against Jack Stane and then Kenzie Page against Samantha Starr. And Samantha Starr being a, a three-time or a third generation, I should say, professional wrestler on both sides of the family and the mother's side and the father's side. It just goes so deep that just wrestling's in Samantha's DNA. Samantha's had opportunities for gold at, in the NWA and has fallen short each of those times. But with every loss comes a lesson. And she's learned a lot. And I think we're going to see, you know, a real tough fight for Kenzie Page in Sarasota. Yeah, definitely. So, Fee, your turn. I, I still want to talk about it. Now, I just obviously, you've got, you mentioned um, that, that there's a lot of new talent in, in, in this season that hasn't been announced yet. Um, I That's one of my favourite things. Obviously, I've watched NWA for quite a number of years now. Um, but I've always liked every season that the fact that you do have fresh faces in. You've got your your kind of originals that have been there from the start and they, they, they're they always there and they, they pop their heads up. But I love the fact that every season you just never quite know who's going to show up. Um, obviously, last night we saw the, the King Bees, yep. the little <laughs> promo with the King Bees. I am so excited to see them. Even that little snippet, I don't know who they are. Um, I know that they've come via jazz. Um, I don't know the background, whether they've been trained by jazz or they've worked with jazz. Um, I am really excited to see them. But even that little snippet was enough for me to go, okay, I need to see this. I agree. And then that is definitely one of the athletes that I'm excited to see. They'll be on this coming episode of Power. Um, and, you know, they that's the other great thing that we have in our women's division is jazz being like a real cornerstone there as kind of the agent for our women's division uh -huh. for the most part. And, you know, jazz has this wealth of knowledge and experience uh, that she continues to spread not only in the NWA, but also at her school in San Antonio, where I live at the dog pound championship wrestling, you know, she's there and molding these people that are becoming incredibly good athletes and going on to really big things, not only in the NWA, but other wrestling organizations as well. It's so impressive to see what Jazz is able to do and to partake all of that information that she's had all of those years as, you know, especially when it was much harder to be considered a, a serious athlete in a women's division. You yeah. know, when Jazz was coming up, it was very different than, than what it is. 
today where you get to see, you know, that level of respect, not only with the NWA. And like you said, at a lot of times with WWE, AEW, but back, you know, WWF days, ECW days, it was really hard. And so, but going through all those trials and tribulations to be taken seriously as a threat and as an athlete and as a performer, uh, jazz has learned so much. And so it's really great for her to be able to bark, uh, like give that knowledge back to these younger athletes that we have. And, you know, some of our athletes are incredibly young. Kylie pages. I might be the youngest NWA champion we've ever had. I think mm. she's just 19 years old. So it's like, it's pretty incredible that you're able to do something and to have a lot of these, you know, younger athletes, some of which I guess you could consider to be naturals at it and uh, being able to take all that extra knowledge and experience and just kind of move it forward and really prop up our division. And, you know, I'll, that, rising tide lifts all ships. And so all of that, it just kind of makes everything better. And then it makes other women who are in the sport of professional wrestling and might be working uh, internationally, like Taylor Rising, for example, coming out of Canada, seeing what the competition's like, and then wanting to have an opportunity to come in and then making a, a spot and essentially making a home with the NWA as well. So that's really fantastic that we're also become like this beacon so that we can get talent whether they're incredible wrestlers from Canada or Mexico or even as the UK would be fantastic as well. I'm sure there's a wealth of talent there. And if we can get them over here and they can get a shot and they can shine, then, you know, we'll happily, you know, have them ride with us. I already know one particular talent that wants a match of EC3 over here in the UK. <laughs> Who doesn't want a match with EC3? Yeah, Everybody exactly. wants a shot at the champ, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we had it. We, we've been on the show, and he was. I mean, uh, it was one of those ones where you just sit there and you just listen because mm -hmm. he's got so much uh, talent and, and a wealth of knowledge as well in, in, in his mind. And I just felt as if I was sitting there just doing that for the whole time. Wasn't being disrespectful. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. Um, you, Joe, on commentary, and you and Danny uh, especially are fantastic. I mean, I know Tim's normally there as well uh, that does the commentary, but how has it been? Because obviously you've had, you've obviously had Velvet Sky, you had Tim, you had Danny. When you, you've been the forefront of that commentary, how is it working with each individual person? Danny's a bit more, I uh, a bit more heelish, I would that say. That is a character. Is I a love character. that. I love Danny on comms, not going to lie. I quite yeah. like, I, I personally like the kind of heel side to him and his little snippets all the time. But it must be hard work. <laughs> it is. It's a struggle, but it's a fun yeah. struggle. And that's what makes interesting television. I mean, if you just have, you know, here in the States, when you're watching professional football, for instance, you know, American football, um, usually it's a broadcaster and a person who was in the sport of football. Uh -huh. And so you have the color air so that they had it. And it's similar in a lot of other sports. And so it's really great to have that dynamic in the NWA, and especially when we, we had the three person booth, Velvet Sky's fantastic. And, and yeah. I missed Velvet, Velvet dearly. Tim has always been great. But if you go all the way back to the first season of NWA Power, it's me and Jim Cornette. I mean, there's a whole different flavor that's there. Yeah. And I have, it, 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 I was in awe working with him just because of the encyclopedia of knowledge that Jim has with the National Wrestling Alliance. And so it was so impressive to be able to pick his brain and to be able to help elevate myself as a broadcaster, even though, you know, Jim, you know, he's done so much announcing over the years. I think he was the announcer for the first episode of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And so, you know, he's done that. He's been everywhere. He's done that from that character perspective. So for me to be able to see it from, you know, the straight lace center of the road, you know, just broadcaster, the Gordon Soley of the group, you know, like to be able to get that kind of feel and all that information from him is great. And in order to grow. And, you know, I think that, that is the great thing is I think the, 
it's like um it's like being a professional fighter a professional athlete or a professional pilot it's all about the hours that you spend doing it it's the hours Uh and that time and that's there and so for the years and years that i've been able to do this with the nwa it's really been a blessing and part of that blessing is to work with so many different diverse color commentators and everyone else and to be able to play off them and i i so proud to say that I've had good chemistry with everybody that I've sat down with in the NWA, you know, whether it was Stu Bennett, AKA Wade Barrett, who, you know, went back to WWE and is, I believe calling the action with Michael Cole on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And I think him coming into the NWA was sort of the proof of concept. That was enough for him to make that transition back into the uh, WWE, which, you know, I'm sure he wants to wrestle, but had injuries and can't do it. And so for the season or two that we had him there was, was really great and beneficial. And it was so great to work with him. Um, And so I'm so happy for the success that he's had over there. And, but what we have right now with like this core group, I mean, Danny deals has been with the NWA uh, since the beginning of that lightning one era. I mean, all of those shows, Danny's been there, you know, mostly handling a lot of merchandise and behind the scenes stuff. And of course, being a manager, I mean, think of all the, the, the bitter feud that was between Danny deals and Tim Storm in those early seasons yeah. of how we were making a fun of Mom Mama. Storm and that. Mm-hmm. And and Danny's fantastic. And you know, that's a problem with he's such a good heel commentator because everything that he says, there's an awful lot of truth behind it. <laughs> and it's hard to combat it. If you're just gonna be out there and be bombastic and say things to say things to get arises, it's not gonna work out. But because everything that he has says and all of his leanings towards, you know, a lot of the heel wrestlers, there's a lot of truth behind it. And so it's, it makes it interesting to make that dance between the two and causes better conversation to have. And so it's really great for us to be able to have that there. You know, I talk to Danny every single day about, you know, different merchandising things and all kinds of other stuff. So it's nice to have that relationship too, where you're just constantly talking with somebody. And uh, I love it. I love our commentary team. Kyle Davis is just hitting it out of the park. He's on another level. I love uh, Kyle. Kyle's fantastic. He's, you know, and talk about somebody who's just put in the work and gotten better every single time. I mean, he is just absolutely incredible, not only in that position, but also, you I mean, you can't watch an episode of Power and not hear Kyle's voice, you know, mm-hmm. doing the different commercial ads and doing different graphic overs and all that other sort of stuff. And he's kind of been, if anything, Kyle Davis is sort of more the voice of the NWA in this current seasons that we have, just because he's not just, you know, doing the ring announcing, but he's doing all these different things in the commercial breaks and all that. And so it, it's fantastic to work with him every day. And, you know, that that's another thing is I spend, you know, working here in my office, I, I spend six of a six hours of a 12 hour day on the phone with Kyle. So there's always something to talk about. And always always fun to be a part of that great team. And I can't say enough about Mae Valentine too, in the back. And there's somebody that, you know, a lot of wrestling fans did not like May in the early goings of it. Uh, mm-hmm. but May has gotten so much better as a broadcaster. Yeah. And, you know, May Valentine, I mean, the way her mind works, I mean, she's from Brazil. She thinks in Portuguese and then has to go and do broadcasting in English. And I could never do that. How could I do that successfully? If I went to Brazil, learned Portuguese and would try to call soccer, it, it would be terrible. It'd be horrible. <laughs> uh, but May stuck it out and it really is a shining light uh, for what it means to be in this industry. Also to uh, survive alcoholism and be sober, which I know, Fee, that's a big part of your life with all the updates. Yeah. 
new. And then to see people that are surviving in that and thriving, you know, past something that's so difficult. I mean, really what a shining light that May is really in our locker room as well. So I love our whole broadcast team. Yes, I love with Carl. I love his facial expressions as well. When he's when he I was going to say that yeah. Kyle should get an Oscar just for his facial expressions. It is, it, it is one of those things, you know. I, I, one of my favorite things when Tyrus was champ was him just playing <laughs> <his hand. laughs> on the I was like, what do I do? What do I yeah. do with his hand on? You me? can't really do a lot with a hand no. back with your head. <laughs> you're, you're really, Oh, that was great. Oh, superb. Joe, we're moving to, as you said, to return to robots, massive for the NWA, this taping. What does it mean for the NWA to go back there? Well, it means a lot. It certainly means that, you know, we, we in the NWA, we try to make this new nice balance between what's new and us evolving in the sport of professional wrestling, but also looking back to all of the incredible history that the NWA has to offer. And it doesn't get much more historic than that. I think even I was in a group chat with a lot of our guys that do social media. Kerry Morton is one of those. And he posted a poster uh, from forever ago with Dusty Rhodes versus the Assassin in a Texas death match at Robarts Arena, you know, and it was this black and white poster and it looked really cool. And so to think that we're going to be going back there and not only honoring the history of that arena, but also the history of Austin Idol. Mm. His... 50, 100, <laughs> 2,000 years in the sport of professional wrestling, <laughs> however much it is. But we're going to be honoring his career in a place that, you know, he w- worked in Florida for so long. And I mean, we'll be very, very close to Tampa Bay where he had the plane crash and nearly died mm-hmm. and could have got eaten by sharks. Uh, but still, he survived and continued on in the sport and has been a part of NWA power since the very beginning as well. Austin Idol's always been there. Yeah. Know, and he at one point he was a color commentator for a few matches and stuff. That was that was a treat. Velvet's <laughs> best friend. <laughs> oh, Velvet's best friend. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and his his mind when it comes to wrestling is is in, invaluable. Like just to be able to see the way that he tries to, you know, work an angle or tell a story and all that and just a fantastic guy to have in the back and be able to pick his brain and so it's really great that we're gonna have an opportunity to honor austin idol in an arena where he wrestled before uh and it's a big arena i mean it's essentially um think of it the size of like a hockey arena something like that rodeo arena something and so we we can fit you know i think if we put a thousand people in there which i think is where the ticket numbers are right now between what we've sold, what we've offered as comps for some of the radio stations in town, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, some of the other tickets that have been sold a, a million different ways. Uh, but it looks like at this point, we should have about a thousand people in there and we wow. still have a ton of time to sell more tickets. So there's obviously a lot of interest to have people you know, come out and spend that time and hang out with us there at, at Robarts. And it's gonna be really cool. It'll be really interesting. There's There's a lot we need to do because it's such an empty shell in order for mm-hmm. us to bring it up to that broadcast level that we'd like to have it, you know, adding lights, adding speakers, all this sort of thing. Um, so we're just trying to figure out where all that is to make sure that it's not only a really cool experience with the nostalgia that comes with it, but also when you guys are going to be watching it at home as, as episodes of NWA power. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, it. I can't wait to it to go back for that. But Fee, I've got to leave the last question to you because it, this is NWA is your baby. So come on. <laughs> NW is my baby. Um, <laughs> I've got one question that I know that you're not going to answer because you won't have the answer to it yet. 
Mine's hard times. <laughs> oh. Well, it's interesting. And where? I need to book a flight. Basically, I'm coming back. I'm I'm coming over for hard times, no matter where it is. I'm I, all sorted. So that that is my. I know that's your next big pay per view. It is, and and I wish I could give you an answer. I could tell you this: I had an, <laughs> an hour long conversation with somebody who runs a very cool building, um, in an area that has a very good international airport. So it won't be difficult for you to find a flight and get there. You won't even need a connection. You'll probably have a direct flight. Oh, so lovely. that's, I wish I could tell you more. Um, oh, I, know. I hope that it's all buttoned up, you know, by November 18th, we're going to have the show and I'm going to need to advertise it on the show. Mm -hmm. so we'll have to have something by then. So at that point we're, we're working on it. I think we're like this close to getting something that, you know, when you work with Billy Corgan, it isn't just, it isn't as simple as some of these other organizations that, you know, you take a look at these bigger companies, AEW and WWE, it's a pretty simple formula. Find the basketball arena, book the basketball arena. That's what you're seeing all the time when it comes to Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Collision. Uh -huh. you go to the Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky, and then also SmackDown would go to the Yum Center. So it's always kind of a very easy sort of thing. We're at a place where we got to find more niche places for us to fit in because, you know, it'd be really difficult for us to go to a place and expensive to go to a place that fits 22,000 people. Yeah. So we're trying to find these places that have that, you know, Robarts feel where we could fit a thousand people in there and it's a rocking atmosphere. We had almost a thousand people at Temple Live in that theater set up and it looked really cool and it's different. It, it, it sets really us did. apart. It sets us apart because you watch one episode of SmackDown one week and then the next week and it's kind of the same like the setup is always going to be the same they drop it center court here's the stage here's that and they'll update the stage and whatnot but for the you know a whole year two years of that episode it's all very very similar uh, which is by design of course they want it to do that to continue it on and make things a lot easier for tell that story it also makes things easier for the crew to put it together but you know we're a smaller company we only have so many folks and so we got to find these kind of niche places for us to go and do these things. And so we've exhaustedly looked at a bunch of places. Uh, we had a few uh, that are actually still in contention. Like we haven't made the decision yet, but we Billy wanted us to wait to talk to this particular place. And we finally got them on the phone and we got them on a Zoom and we got them writing up some paperwork for us. And then we'll be able to pick from these ones and, you know, off the top of my head, all of them are places that would have uh, easy access for international travel. So just be a little bit of patient with me. I wish I could tell you more, uh, but it is going to be really cool. And likely we'll be having um, some added VIP stuff. We saw that it did so well in right. Cleveland that we'll be having, you know, probably Billy Corgan will do a meet and greet. I know we're talking about actually adding that kind of last minute to Sarasota. Uh, but yes. it's like we said, with the building so big, it just feels foolish for us to kind of negate that at a certain point. Like we booked everything and then we're like, you know what? We've got all this space. If we just sell some VIP tickets, have them come in a half hour early, you know, Billy can talk to them, have a good time. Someone else can go and they can talk back and forth. That's a really, really great experience for people too. So it looks like that that's probably being built in as we speak. Uh, probably as this airs, it'll probably be out there and we'll have some things out there for a VIP meet and greet for Sarasota as well. So it's a lot of stuff to consider, you know, It's and it's also competitive too. You know, these places that we're looking to run, if you take a look at just Temple Live and you look at their calendar, 
and they're getting some incredible acts that go in there and it's we're so it's not just us competing with other sports it's competing now with musicians and comedians and different theater acts and all these other things so there's a real high demand for these types of spaces uh, because the, they're cool and they're cost effective. And so it's just kind of trying to find that right one that I just need to convince Billy to be like, yes, that one. <laughs> cut them the deposit check and let's move forward. <laughs> there you Thank go. you. That was a purely selfish question. I'm just like, no, I need to make a flight. <laughs> and honestly, Fee, I will do this for you. And the second I know and the, the paperwork is signed, I will DM you on, on X and Thank you'll be you first so to much. know. You won't even, tickets won't even be on sale yet, but at least you'll have. I know. Thing. I'll be a little bit my plate. That's you'll fine. Be, yeah. Well, I'm sure you subscribe online to the, the email blast and stuff. I and so that's always the first place that yeah. people are going to be able to get. No, I just, I just, I love the live show. Obviously I was at Crockett Cup last year and then I was out in Tampa earlier this year. So the live shows are phenomenal. For anyone, even I'll, I'll let you plug Robarts again in a minute, but for anyone thinking about going to Robarts and on the fence about it, go honestly. One of the best wrestling shows um, I've ever been to. The atmosphere, the fans are brilliant, the interaction with the wrestlers, just oh, so good. So, so good. And we're going to have some big surprises as well for folks that, you know, just stuff that we can't announce because, you know, we are shooting television there. So if we tell everybody ahead of time, it kind of steps on where the television episodes yeah. are going to go. So that's the downside of doing that as opposed to it being a pay-per-view. Because, you know, when you have a pay-per-view at a certain point, you can be like, here's all the stuff you'll see. Yeah. So, we, so all I could tell people is there's going to be some really cool surprises and really interesting stuff. And I don't think you you, you want to actually be there and be a part of that history. It's over 30 years since the NWA has been in that building for wrestling. And so it's going to be really cool. It's going to be rocking. And uh, and whether you watch it at home on NWA Power, but as P said, being there, it, it's really cool. Plus, you get your hands on some really cool merchandise. Of course. <laughs> that you do. And I've said to Fiona, I promised her I can't fly it this year. I'm not able to just to health stuff, but I will next year. I am we're gonna go to a show, aren't we? Yourself, we will be out there for I've wrote some men to come in, so fantastic. Didn't take a lot of convincing though, to be <laughs> oh, and, and all of the pay-per-views are great. And I mean it, and Cleveland actually is a pretty decent town if you wanted to come and make it a Halloween trip. So <laughs> That could be an interesting one. I'd love to go and see uh, Sowing. Yeah. Yeah. But before that, the next week on Power, EC3 versus Talos. We've got the King Bees versus Pretty Empowered. We've got Kobe Carino defending the junior heavyweight title against uh, Mo Jabari, who another new mm -hmm. face. Uh, and also Troop versus Color, which is the match that me and you feel especially looking forward to. Yeah. Submission match, too. So that's all. Oh, it's a submission. That is a submission match between two guys that are such you know, practitioners of mixed martial arts. Obviously, mm. we've talked a lot about it, but Blake Troop, we don't talk a lot about it with Koa, but uh, I mean, he has a really big background of fighting in a cage. Uh, he's going to mm. have, you know, a weight disadvantage when it comes to wrestling with Troop, but I mean, that guy could squabble. I mean, I wouldn't want to, you know, catch Koa on a bad day because he can really, really throw down whether it's in a wrestling ring or in that cage. And so it's, it's a very interesting, and you don't see that style of match every, you know, a lot anymore. There's not a lot of places that'll have that sort of like, we're going to have a submission match between two submission experts, but that's just the beauty of the NWA is we get to have that, have that play and have that opportunity to give people those stipulations that they don't see everywhere else. Exactly yeah. that. As we wrap up now, Fee, you're busy. I know coming up. So please. Far away. Okay, well, I'm off this weekend for the first time in ages, but um, no shows this weekend. And then I'm going into a run of 15 shows between now and the end of the year. So 
I am emceeing for Premier British Wrestling, British Championship Wrestling, W3L, Main Event Entertainment. Um, we have our Inside the Ropes tour with The Godfather in December. We have an Inside the Ropes show with Scotty Too Hotty in November. Um, I probably have missed something. I'm so sorry if I have. February. Um, your show that you want to post Yeah, first ever um, all-female show for Premier British Wrestling in February. Tickets are on sale for that now from ringsideworld.co.uk. So some great names on that card. I'm really looking forward to hosting that one. So it should be good. And I'll go next. Busy. I'll go next and then we'll let Joe finish off. I think that's what's <laughs> doing it. So Sunday, uh, I'm at Ignite Wrestling uh, for our Turnbuckle Championship defense. First defense from Smashy Mike against Chris Ridgeway. There is Gene Money, Corey McRae for the Ignite Heavyweight Championship. If Corey, if Gene Money loses, he can never wrestle with Ignite again. Uh, we're at the breakout tournament finals. Uh, on Friday, this Friday, actually, I'm interviewing Roman Reigns' cousin, Lance Tanawai, who's just left the MLW promotion. So I'll be looking forward to speaking with him. Uh, next week, I am in... Cool, who have we got next week? We've got Brian Hebner on next week, a referee for a special ringside view. And then the following week, I've got Shah Samuels on Tuesday, another British wrestling, another Brit from Revolution Pro Wrestling. And then on the on the twentieth of November, me, Fiona, and our other co-host Andy are sitting down with Eric Bischoff to have a great chat about some wrestling as well. Going to see Revolution Pro Wrestling. We're going to see Shropshire Wrestling Alliance. We're going up to see, I think, APW as well. Progress Wrestling at the end of November, and again, lastly in December, Revolution Pro Wrestling. But enough from me and Fiona. Joe, tell us all about NWA upcoming stuff where they can go to get tickets and where they can go and get merch. <clears throat> Look, the easiest thing to do is just go to nwatix.com. All the information for all our upcoming shows is there. Of course, Road to Robarts is uh, Road to Robarts is our next one. Uh, and it's going to be a, a, a really awesome show honoring the life of Austin Idol. I'm, uh, we already know the World Heavyweight Championship will be defended. The NWA World's Women's Championship will be defended. And we've got a lot more that will be coming and uh, announcements that will be coming in a few days on that and then uh you know we're gonna have a lot to talk about uh 2024 is gonna be a a big year if not the biggest year for the nwa in the lightning one era and that's saying something comparing it with this past year where we went to mexico and australia and you know have a bunch of deals in the works that the things that uh are going to be happening that year and i'm just really excited and i'm glad that people are going to be able to be a part of it and uh we'll be going to different parts of the world and it'll be really exciting to meet all these fans that are from everywhere and, uh, you know, you can follow me on Instagram at Joe Galley. You can follow me on X at Joe Galley News. And uh, I look forward to, to just talking with people and, you know, just supporting this incredible brand and all these wonderful athletes that we have in the National Wrestling Alliance. Indeed. And don't forget, anyone, everyone, power 6.05 Eastern on YouTube, 11.05 UK time for me and Fiona, or in my case, lunchtime on a Wednesday when I get the chance <laughs> to enjoy my lunch. But, guy, but Joe, thank you so much for coming on. We're really looking forward, we're really looking forward to having you come on. We've really, we've really enjoyed uh, having you on board uh, for this show today. But guys, this has been the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast. That has been Fiona Lochran. That has been Joe Garley. And I have been your host, Adam Cousins. And until next time, everybody, buckle down and stay safe. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. <laughs>